We're at a first stop. Where are we right now? Honey Bee Sage. So, and for the people that have not been at Honey Bee Sage, it's a tea shop, right? It's a tea shop and a apothecary, so you can come in and have the full service tea. You can pick out your different tea blends. They have sage, candles, herbs. It's a wonderful place. Let's go then. Come on. <laughs> this is Uniquely Milwaukee. It's everything you love about community stories, but more in depth. Giving the stories the time and attention they deserve. Changing perspective one episode at a time. I'm your host, Salam Fathayed, and this is Uniquely Milwaukee. Stories that stick with you. It's been a few exciting weeks since the beginning of the month when we had the incredible chance to sit down with Tiffany Miller, a prominent Milwaukee poet and visionary entrepreneur. Tiffany, alongside business partner Lilo Allen, are the driving forces behind Bronzeville Collective, a hub of creativity and culture. We aired that episode a few weeks ago, and we ended the episode with the promise of teaming up with Tiffany to embark on a captivating journey through the heart of Bronzeville. The first stop was Honeybee Sage, and as soon as we entered, we were immediately charmed by this haven where the delicate aromas of various tea blends fill the air, creating a cozy and inviting atmosphere. The shop's shelves are adorned with an array of colorful tea canisters, each containing unique and enticing blend. Honestly, it kind of reminded me of a Diagon Alley potion shop. Inside Honeybee Sage, we connected with the owner, Angela Mallet. Honeybee Sage is an herbal apothecary and um, wellness space. So we have over 200 medicinal herbs um, that we use to blend our own proprietary blends of herbal tea. Um, and we also have what we call novelties, which are teas that you just drink because you like to drink tea. We partner with the company out of Oregon called Plum Deluxe. So we offer those teas hot in the cafe. And then we do also have them bagged um, in the retail space. We have uh, local honey, clean body products that we work with local vendors to stock. Um, a little bit of a metaphysical component with um stones, crystals, um, incense, candles, and smudges. So things like that. Yep. I love it. It smells amazing in here. What's a, like, what's a fan favorite? favorite? Sea moss. Like sea moss is something that we care. We make our own blend of sea moss. Um, and we have just the plain sea moss itself. Um, then we also use herbs, um, like herbal tea to flavor it a little bit, add a little agave for folks who can't stand the taste and texture combination. So we do carry sea moss here. Um, and elderberry is another one that people love. We um, actually work with Cassie's elderberry she's another maker in the city so we carry her elderberry syrup what was the need of opening up a space like this oh my goodness so um herbs are medicine food is medicine and i think before um coming into this space there were definitely herbalists in the city miss venus of alice's garden um is you know notable herbalist in the city and um i actually asked her blessing when we we opened 
but I don't know that people have an association with herbs the way that we presented them. You know, people think herbal tea, they love herbal tea off the shelf. Generally, you're seeing those in bags and you don't get to see the beauty, the texture, the richness of the herbs. So you don't necessarily connect that with the earth. So we really wanted to make sure that people could see the herbs. And I think naturally they invite people to ask questions of how they can help them. How The, the herbs are here for interviews. They, they People want to know, like, hey, how can you help me? What can you help me do? How can you help my body heal and maintain it? So just, folks, we had a couple compliments today just on the presentation of the herbs, and I think that has been something important to um, offer our community. So what do you hope or see for the future of Bronzeville? Oh, I'd love to see a beautiful walking district where folks are out just up and down the corridor, um, a diversity of uh, businesses, um, but a huge offering from black folks um, up and down the, the corridor, um, black and brown businesses. Um, I personally welcome diversity. I think allies are also welcome, just folks that are going to help us to maintain the richness of Bronzeville. Um, and make it um, accessible to, to folks who originated this space, yeah. We didn't want to leave empty-handed, but we had a few more steps to make, so we decided to get a few spritz for the road. Okay, Tiffany, where are we going next for our next stop? We are going to check out Mi Casa Su Cafe. And do you, do you know Pablo? For our listeners that are here, how would you describe Pablo? Really passionate, energetic entrepreneur who wants to bring really delicious food to Milwaukee. So my favorite is the jerk chicken burrito. Like they, they like pan like seared a little bit. So it's crispy on the outside and a bunch of deliciousness on the inside. That sounds amazing. As soon as you step inside, it becomes evident that Chef Pablo has a deep passion for music. The ambiance of the place is infused with the musical spirit as the walls are adorned with captivating paintings depicting legendary artists like Miles Davis and Marvin Gaye. These artworks create an atmosphere that resonates with the energy and the creativity of these iconic figures. However, Chef Pablo's commitment to supporting Bronzeville goes beyond his culinary offerings. Fun fact, every piece of the artwork in the space finds its home within the frames provided by Greenwood Park Galleries. It's a framing gallery nestled on Fond du Lac Avenue. It was a busy day at Mikasa Sukasa as they were open for business and expanding the space for more seating. But we did manage to get a few minutes with Chef Pablo. So Tiffany said as we were walking in that one of her favorite dishes is the jerk chicken burrito. What is your favorite thing to make for Bronzeville customers? My favorite thing is probably be the jerk chicken burrito or the jive turkey burger. Uh, we're having a new um, a burger that we're introducing tomorrow. It will be our flagship uh, plant-based burger. Uh, it's going to be called the Bronzeville Beyond Burger. So we'll be launching that burger tomorrow for a healthy hump day, which is every Wednesday we have here. So. In your own words, what does Bronzeville mean to you? Oh, Bronzeville to me is culture. And just my own words, it's culture, it's experience, uh, it's food, it's beautiful shops. Um, my bees come from the Bronzeville Collective. Hey. So, yeah, Bronzeville is, um, 
really it's, it's diverse, but it really is a, it's black entrepreneurship here in this area. So, You said that you opened the doors eight years ago, correct? Yep. Well, I started the business uh, in 2015, but we remodeled the place and put an entire kitchen in because um, the restaurant that was here before didn't have a kitchen. So we put a full kitchen in, and that took maybe a year or so with um, getting everything done. So, Do you see things changing? Can you kind of color a picture of the past from eight years ago to now? Oh, yeah. Um, I always believe that uh, sports play a major part in the development of the city, and the Bucks have been doing great. So since the Bucks have had great success in the last few years, they've brought a lot of business to the area. So, I mean, the, the area is just improving constantly. Well, I'm working with the bid over here with uh, Ray Hill and uh, Renee Littner. Uh, great experience with them. They helped out a lot. The older woman in her office has helped out a lot. So, um, Bronzeville itself is growing. You know, love that. And then you know, we talked a little bit about the past, and so the Bucks is you know added some vibrancy to the city, or at least some eyes and attention to the city. What do you look forward to in the future? More business, um, more diversity in this area, uh, more entrepreneurship. That's pretty much it. After the break, we pick up where we left off, continuing our leisurely walk around Bronzeville. And just when we least expect it, we cross paths with some intriguing individuals, adding an element of surprise to our exploration. Stay with us as we share these spontaneous encounters that give an authentic touch to our tour of the neighborhood. Do you want to know the secret behind the programming you love? It's all funded by the honor system. As a public radio station, we're based on a very simple model. We try to do something meaningful, connecting with you through music and stories. And then we count on those who appreciate what we do to show their support. Are you one of them? Show your support by visiting RadioMilwaukee.org and joining today. This probably was one of my favorite moments during our tour. Tiffany had just placed a jerk chicken burrito order to go. I regrettably didn't, and in all honesty, I'm still thinking about that mistake till this day. We did, however, grab some dessert, which consisted of a pound cake, banana pudding cake, and a peach cobbler cake. There were three of us doing this tour, so they weren't all just for me. But as we were waiting for that to-go order, we decided to continue our journey and we found ourselves on North Dr. Martin Luther Jr. King Drive. 1915 North Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Drive to be exact, right by the YWCA building. And then something unexpected during our tour happened. The YWCA is transforming this space into like a dance youth art space soon so that's going to like give our young folks like that creative outlet to enjoy uh, what they do you know learn something new um, exist in like a more creative space oh my god is that Melissa Blue Blue (laughs) we go across the street we about to cross the street. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, I absolutely love it. <laughs> oh, I'm good. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I love you so much. Tiffany ran into Melissa Blue, one of her old friends, 
someone that lived in the same building as her, a poet, and actually makes handcrafted Reiki-charged healing jewelry under the brand A La Mode and has a booth at Bronzeville Collective. I mean, this was a true moment of just pure joy in the Bronzeville neighborhood. Of course, we had to ask Melissa Blue about Bronzeville. Bronzeville, to me, means black is back. Um, mm. I, 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 I know the story. I wasn't born during the time, but just to know that we had thousands of black homeowners, hundreds of black businesses, and this area that we're standing in right now was a self-sustained black community, um, you know, before I-43 mm-hmm. showed up. Mm-hmm. And um, just to be here and to see it being rebuilt back up with us is such a beautiful thing. So, yeah. I feel a way about the freeway, like, revitalization, too. Like, I'm imagining what it looked like before and the homes that they needed to destroy and, like, the gutting of the physical land, but also the gutting of families and that impact. Yeah, it's like I feel, I still feel it. Like, I feel... I feel that displacement. They are talking about the freeway routes that were constructed in the 1960s, which was actually a conversation that happened since the 20s, but didn't really go underway until the 1950s. And a lot of Milwaukeeans were impacted. Houses demolished, businesses relocated, or worse, shut down for good. And the impact is still very much sensed in the Bronzeville community. But there's hope to be once again a self-sustaining black community. You know, it would be so beautiful to see us not have to go outside of ourselves to get what we need. And it doesn't take a lot of space to do that, but um, I would I would love to see Bronzeville just as a community working together. Melissa Blue Muhammad wasn't the only one we bumped into while walking around the Bronzeville neighborhood. Just two minutes from the YWCA, we found ourselves in front of Spin MKE, a fitness space, and Tiffany ran into Nurse Mahdi. Owner of uh, Be Clear H2O, that's uh, Premier Alkaline Water, the Premier Alkaline Water. Uh, I actually run the company with my children, who are the CEOs. Um, I'm a nurse by trade, and... Uh, Water slanger by day. Most importantly, I think Bronzeville, uh, the question should be, what does Bronzeville mean to the world? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, with a face of, uh, of a lot. Um, there's so much that goes on, so many ways that we contribute, and it's so easily for our history and our faces to be forgotten. So I think always being in the front, the forefront is, is uh, uh, pivotal, you know, and I, and I appreciate it. I appreciate every business that, that pops up. I think um, what's most important is what we actually contribute to the generation, you know, following behind us. You know, it's so easy for us to get lost in the fact that we want to make our faces known, our presence felt here and now, but then after we demise, what's left? You know, so to have that next generation holding hand in hand in that, so whatever we start, they continue to keep it going. And so them being a part of it, the highs, the lows, successes, the celebrations, it's very, very, very important, so. I love that. And you know, we're right in front of Spin MKE. I've done a few workout classes here, but what are what is your favorite spot in the Bronzeville neighborhood? Um, 
That's a setup. Let's see. My all of them are so great. No, I think with the um, the place where I actually spend the most time um, is um, Honeybee Sage and Wellness. Um, I'm coming over here to actually admit my uh, walk in with my head down and my tail tucked just to say I'm sorry. I should have been back, but um, uh, I spend more time at Honeybee Sage and Wellness because um, I'm more of a hermit. We decided to end our tour at Bronzeville Collective, a local hub that houses 30 creative brands and artists. One of those artists is Melissa Blue. Inside Bronzeville Collective, Tiffany runs her store, Fly Blooms, and we had this conversation next to her station. We opened in 2018, really like Lilo and I tested the ideas, uh, the idea of having shared space with other makers. Um, during our time with Pop-Up MKE. That was like that 30-day thing, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was July, August. I had August, September. And our experience and success was able to leverage a lease for this very space that we started in. So we'll be coming up on five years in October, which is really exciting, like coming through the pandemic and navigating our economic times right now. So... It's been, a, it's been a joy. It wouldn't have happened if collaboration didn't exist as a core principle for each of us. Um, we started seeing each other at poetry sets and different vending events and when we wanted to do bigger things, uh, we collaborated with each other to um, be able to afford that. So taking a trip down to Chicago, going up to Madison, sharing that travel, the hotel expenses, while collaborating and making making money too, so. I love that. And do you know what space occupied this beforehand? Or was it just an empty? It was vacant for a while. And then um, Foot Locker was actually here prior to that. And according to like some of the boxes that are housed upstairs, this used to be a dental office. Oh. Uh, back in the day so the more you know I love it well it feels like a joyous place so one step up from a footlocker <laughs> so a question for you Tiffany is how do you curate everything like what do you look for I look for a lot of color a lot of people have a struggle with adding color to their wardrobe they don't know what to pick or how to wear it. So my job with Fly Blooms is to add a pop of color to your wardrobe with one accessory. So that could be like a skirt that I make, a clutch. It started with a bloom. So you could wear that in your hair or pin it to your clothes. I've added jewelry, necklaces. Um, my African wax print fans imported from Ghana have been really popular. Um, and when I curate items, I look for things that I'm gonna like um, and that I think other people will like. I really love sage, um, the candle offerings. I have a brand in here that has sarcastic phrases and you know, they're funny. So I'm with that too. But I look for stuff that I think people will like um, because I like it too. If it brings me joy, it's gonna bring other people joy. And just one question, because I noticed like a lot of the designs is African influence and heritage of African um, places. What's your idea then of people like buying things like that that are not of African descent? I sometimes I consider I consider that a lot, and then I'm like, if 
if someone is attracted to what I create and it brings them joy, I hope that they also consider the hands that made the fabric and move in the world in a different, more um, joyful and peaceful place towards everyone that they encounter. And that concludes our tour of the Bronzeville neighborhood. To be honest, I believe we've only just begun to uncover the Myrad treasures this area has in store. What we've experienced today is merely a glimpse into the rich tapestry it offers. However, I urge you not to solely take my word for it. As Angela, the owner of Honeybee Sage, eloquently shared, her aspiration is for Bronzeville to blossom into a truly walkable community. So take a walk. Hi, I'm Kim Shine, production manager at Radio Milwaukee. Thank you to our host, Salam Fatayer, Tariq Moody, our executive producer, and Brett Kraskowski, who is our web editor. Thank you to our marketing team led by Sarah Lar, our graphics and wonderful logo made by Aaron Bagata. Mallory Wallace is our community engagement and membership manager, and Dan Reiner and Darren Brewer handle our social media. A big thank you to City Loving members for making Uniquely Milwaukee possible. Tune in next Tuesday for our next episode.